Welcome to another episode of Confessions from the Desk of a Single Female Black Professor. Um, Today's episode is going to discuss my response to one of my listeners. So I had one of my uh, male listeners uh, sent me a message and he asked, you know, it's very pleasant in the way that he, you know, asked. It wasn't disrespectful at all. So basically what my listener wanted to know, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the message in front of me, but he wanted to know um, my take or my thoughts, I should say, on submitting to a man or submission. And believe it or not, I get that quite often, not from listeners, just from men in general, you know, over the years. They've either told me I don't know how to submit or I don't want to submit or I don't even know what it is. And the crazy thing is I have no problem submitting to a man, you know, because here's my thing with it. I think the average woman and I'm I'm going out on a limb on this one. I think the average woman um, has no problem with submitting. So here's the thing for me that is. Um, if you had a boss that was on some constant bullshit, you know, wasn't paying you accordingly, wasn't paying you on time, your morale for working for that boss is going to lower or you're not going to have any at all. So when I think of a man in my particular instance, I'm not going to honor and respect and submit to someone that's full of bullshit. Over my life, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was thinking about this when this um, particular listener sent this message to me, and I said to myself, I've had two men that I can think of, um, or I should say two men that stand out to me over my lifetime that basically... They could have got me to do any and everything they wanted me to do. I I mean, literally would have done any and everything that those two men wanted me to do because I absolutely loved and cared for them just that much. I was in love with them just that much. Actually, those are the only two men that I've ever been in love with. And if you have followed me for a while or if you know me um I guess to in some degree, you can kind of figure out who those two men are. But um, I was. I was at a place in my life with both different, you know, both instances, as you say, um, where I gave those men power. And I trusted them. And I honored them. And I loved them. But those two men broke my heart. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm at a point now where I couldn't do it again, but I have major trust issues. And so if I am going to submit to a man, because I had this guy, actually, this guy that I'm talking to now, this new guy, um, he said something to me a a couple of weeks ago. He said, "Um, Edwina, I want to talk to you about something. And no, he said, I want to ask you some questions. That's what it was. And I was like, okay, ask away. And um, I said, uh, what are, what are the questions, you know, relate to? What what are they about? 
And he said, it was through a text message, actually. And he said, um, well, I'll just ask you, you know, when we together. First of all, that's a pet peeve of mine. If you want to talk, I mean, when you want to talk to me, just talk to me. Don't tell me you want to talk because it puts me on guard. You know, it makes me defensive. And so anyway, he said, um, I just want to talk to you about a future with you. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, more in particularly, you know, what's your take on me leading and being head of household? And I was like, here we go with this shit. And um, I'm not going to go into details with what I said to him. But long story short, that's like a turnoff to me. And I'm not turned off from him, but as a turnoff to me, um, I was talking to my therapist about this. And he said, why is it that you always meet these guys that want to tame you like you're a fucking tiger or something? I said, I don't know. I have yet to figure that out. You know, um, it's like I meet men and this is historically like going back to my 20s. I have like this. I don't know what it is about me that I attract men who on paper <clears throat> are usually, you know, checkmark men. I also attract men who are not. But anyway, I attract a certain kind of guy. Like, usually, historically, because I have talked to some knuckleheads over the years, but historically, the guys, you know, are, are very professional men and, you know, are doing the damn thing for themselves. However, I guess from looking at me, they think that, oh, okay, you know, she's a, she's an attractive woman and, you know, she carries herself a certain type of way. So this would be good arm candy for me. When in reality... Um, a lot more than just some fucking arm candy, you know. And so once they started talking to me, they're like, "Oh my god, she actually has a mind for herself." You know, she she thinks and she stands firm on what she thinks and what she believes and what her convictions are. And that's where the trouble comes in. And I've I've learned that you know, being by myself, um, for what the past almost four years, you know, I've talked to some guys here and there, but I haven't been in a relationship. Since 2017. And so during this time, I've learned a lot about Edwina, you know, and and what makes Edwina happy and what makes Edwina, you know, operate in the way that she does. And so that's one of the things that I've realized about myself. And I'm trying to figure out, like, how to break. I won't say it's a curse, but how to change not necessarily how men perceive me, but to change me attracting those types of men because I've worked extremely hard for everything that I have. You know, um, as I've said before, you know, I came from a two-parent home. Both of my parents worked two jobs. And so I wasn't privy, you know, like some people to to have, you know, generational wealth and you know, things of the such. I've had to work, you know, from ground up and have, you know, hit rock bottom a couple of times over the years. And so when I think about just the grit and the grind that I have put into becoming who I am, it's hard for me to let that go.
because one is my defense mechanism. It is what has kept me sane. It is what has kept me, you know, from just losing my mind and going crazy or what have you. And um, it gives me great joy every morning when I wake up and I say, God, thank you, you know, for watching over my family, my friends, my son and myself as we slept through the night, keeping us from all hurt, harm and danger. Um, And I look around at my home and I say, this is all yours. I go in my son's room and I check on him and I said, oh, I'll say, you know, Edwina, this is truly a blessing. It's a blessing that I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody hollering at me or I don't have to worry about somebody hitting me and bruising my face up. And, you know, this is mine. This this is I have created a tranquil environment for my son and myself. And I don't care if I'm never with anybody. Nothing is worth me giving that up. And so if, excuse me, by society standards, if I got to give that up in order to make a man feel a certain kind of way about himself, then maybe I'm just not meant to be with one. And so, um, when I think about just the different things that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, and I think about when men say, oh, we know you don't know how to submit or whatever. First and foremost, I'm going to give in to whomever, you know, I respect. I, I can't say that enough, you know. The the last guy that I was talking to, I, I referenced him as Cat Daddy. Um, he could have had me, you know, in the palm of his hand as well, hands as well. But once I lost respect for him, there was nothing. There, 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 there. You know, it's like we we are still cool. We're still friends, or what have you. We're cordial, or whatever, with each other. We can have a conversation, laugh, all of that. But I lost respect for him. And when I lose respect for you, it is what it is, you know. I'm not necessarily an asshole when I lose respect for you, but um, I don't really know (laughs) what else to say, you know, about that. So um, when I hear the word submission and I think of myself, And I think of, you know, the fact that I work my full-time job. I I, I do a lot. I work my full-time job. I have my side um, business. I, you know, I have so many different things. I'm going to just say it that way, um, that I I do. I don't need you all counting my coins. But there are so many different things that I do. And um, there's a technique to me doing them. Which is why, you know, I'm very, very, very structured. And so when I think about like, wow, it would be nice. And I have actually said this so many times before. It would be nice to have someone in my life that takes some of the load off of me. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine. 
And um, we were just talking about gender roles. And he already knows. I don't believe in gender roles or whatever, you know. I believe a man can cook just like a woman can cook. A man can wash clothes just like a woman can wash clothes or whatever. However, if you are together, I think that that's the operative word. You should be working together. It shouldn't be um, you waiting on me to cook you know, and I've worked all day. I've done this, that, and the third. So if I've worked all day, uh, come home, make sure Elliot's homework is done, help him in any shape, form, or fashion that needs, um, that I need to do, cook, you know, make sure he gets in bed, and then you just sitting on your ass. Um, no, I'm not going to want to have sex with you because I'm tired. However, if we are working together, and you're like, all right, babe, you know, send me the list of what you need me to get from the grocery store. And then that takes one load off of me. I don't have a problem. I actually love cooking. It's therapeutic. But what I'm saying is if I have somebody that we're working together and we are fulfilling the mission together, there's nothing in the world that I wouldn't do for that man. He didn't even have to say the word submit. I'm going to naturally do that anyway because I respect him. And I think that's the missing link for a lot of men when they say that they want somebody to, when they, I, I, the way I see it, just in my experience again, the men that have told me <clears throat> that I have an issue with submission are usually men who want to do whatever the fuck they want to do and want me to shut the fuck up. As one of my nephews, my baby, uh, one of my babies told me, he said, Auntie, you told me this years ago. He said, Auntie, I couldn't be with a woman like you. And I said, okay, I don't know if that's an insult or that's a compliment. And he said, by all means, it's a compliment. And I said, well, why do you say that? And I said, something wrong with me? And he said, no, that's the point. He said, nothing's wrong with you. He was like, you are like, check off. He said, but why I couldn't be with you? He said, because you're not going to, you know, just let me do what I do. He was like, you know, if I'm if I'm on some foul shit, you gonna call me out, you know? Uh, he said you gonna still love me, but you you not just gonna be quiet and let me do what I do? Absolutely not. Because if you want to do what you want to do, then go do what you want to do with who you want to do with. That's one of the things that I've never been able to understand. At least with the men that that I have talked to, it's like you want to be foul, and when I say foul, I mean you want to do your dirt. But then you don't want anyone to say anything about you doing your dirt. Well, you might need to get with someone who's like that, who's okay with that. And here's my thing. I don't care about you doing dirt, but you're going to be respectful in your dirt. You're not going to put the shit in my face. It's not like you're going to go out and fuck another bitch and then just be like, will you deal with it, Edwina? No. If you're going to do that, then you need to be respectful in doing that and make sure that, you know, that you have that conversation with your chick, <clears throat> your side chick, and let her know, like, look, hey, this is what we got going on, and what we got going on don't need to get back to my old lady. And speaking of the term old lady, my best friend and I, we were having this conversation one time, and I said, you know, I don't want to be a guy's girl. I don't want to be his wife. I want to be his old lady. Because when you are an old lady, and again, this is just one of our philosophies, but to me, when you are a man's old lady, he going to defend you. He going to respect you at all costs. He'll tell his boys, and I'm like, hey, y'all, you know, I didn't hung out long enough by the time me and gone home. And if they say, oh, man, you pussy with me and shit, I don't care. 
I'm an old lady. Then told me it's time for me to come home. It's time for me. To... So, just from my experience, when I hear a man say "old lady," it's like I don't know. It's it's like a a different type of love, a different type of vibe. And I know some people are like, "Oh, I mean, it's just semantics." No, it's really not. Different words carry different weight. And I'm not gonna get into it today, but I did an, um, a short experiment in in one of my classes a couple of years ago, and so um, my students were talking about the word nigga, and they was like, you know, um, does that word bother you? And I said, no, it doesn't. <clears throat> it was like, why? So we had this whole discussion of why it doesn't or whatever. And then then today's episode is not the place for me to talk about that. So I had one of my female students. She was super feisty, you know, just 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 too much feist. And uh, I just made up a word. But anyway, so I told her, I said, come here. I said, come to the, you know, I was in the front of the classroom. And I said, come here. She was at the back. And I said, call me a bitch. And she looked at me like, oh, my God, I'm not going to do that. And I said, do what I said. I said, just call me. And, then, you know, so the whole class is looking or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, what is going on? <clears throat> so I said, Call me a bitch. So keep in mind, I said, this was a very feisty student of mine. And so she's, you know, turning her head and, you know, doing the whole neck roll shit. And she says, bitch. And I looked at her and I said, okay, you can go sit down. And so the point that I was proving to my students, that word, and even with her doing the neck rolling, it did nothing. It it did not move me. It did not make me feel a certain kind of way about myself in any shape, form, or fashion. And so they were like, wow. And I said, certain words carry certain power. You calling me a bitch versus you calling me a nerd, they carry a different set of power or a different type of power because of what society has put on those words. And so... Where was I going with this? I didn't lost my fucking train of thought. I don't know. I really had like a point that I was trying to make with this. Maybe it'll come back to me. I don't know. But anyway, <clears throat> the whole point of it is, is that, um, oh, I was talking about the old lady thing. And so some people say, oh, we know it's just semantics. And in my take, I don't think it is because, um, like the guy that 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 I'm talking to now or what have you um he, he said something to me one night and um I could just hear the conviction you know and in and on top of that the conviction is voice. he's at a different point in his life so <clears throat> you know I don't know something may come of it something may not but I can definitely tell just the way that we vibe or whatever you know, um, he has a strong personality. I have a strong personality. But um, he said to me, he was like, you're going to be my girl. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're going to be my girl. And I mean, I heard him the first time, clearly. But he was like, you're going to be my girl. And it wasn't so much of what he said is how he said it. And the way that he looked at me when he said it or what have you. And that doesn't mean that he not going to, you know, if he got some bullshit, that doesn't mean that he's, you know, he's still a man. doesn't mean that he's not going to do that. But I don't know. It just kind of made me feel a certain kind of way, you know, when and I didn't say anything to him when he said I just kind of smirked. 
But um, it made me feel a certain kind of way. And so just having different conversations with him, he understands Edwina is going to be Edwina. And he's going to be who he is. But we can coexist with each other. And I will say this, from the type of man that he has shown me thus far, I would have no problem, you know, doing whatever he asked me to do or whatever. I was talking shit one day. He um he asked me to bring him lunch. And I'm like, I ain't bring who the fuck you think he is. I ain't bring you know, I'm talking not to him, of course. I'm talking to my, my, my best friend or whatever. And I was like, man, who the fuck you think he is? I ain't bringing lunch. I mean, I'm gonna have to stop doing this and blah, 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 or whatever. And so she was like, We none. If it's not going to like disrupt your day, I don't understand because I'm working from home and he's not. And so she was like, if it's not going to totally disrupt your day, if you got to get out anyway, I'm not understanding why you can't bring. So it's like one of those things, like two hours later, I'm on the phone with her and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, well, you know, like I just decided she's like, yeah, you taking his ass lunch, huh? And I was like, yeah. And it felt kind of weird. Because I don't know the last time I have taken a man lunch, you know? And I'm like, okay, am I getting soft or whatever? But, excuse me, I said that to say that it's just something about him, you know? And everybody does not bring that out of you. So going back to, like, the response that I gave my male listener, that's basically what I told him. I have no problem with it at all. But every man doesn't bring that out. Just like every woman doesn't bring certain things out in a man. You know, there are some women that can build you up and there are some women that are going to tear you down. And then, excuse me, you also have to realize that there are also people who come into your life for a reason, season or life, um, reason, season or a lifetime. And so the individual may not come into your life. You know, for that particular capacity where where it's even an option to submit, you know, because it may be so short lived that, you know, you don't even have an opportunity to even think about that. And I think that that's one of the um, one of the drawbacks to a lot of people, because I was having this conversation with um, a guy friend of mine, another guy friend of mine. And well, actually the same guy friend that I was referencing to uh, I referenced earlier. It was the same conversation, actually. And so he he had met two different women and I asked him, I said, well, are you going to talk to both of them? He was like, no, I kind of like this one. And I said, stop. I said, this is my take. I said, you don't really know either one of them, right? He was like, no. I said, you haven't gone out with either one of them, right? He was like, no. I said, talk to both of them. I said, that's what I think you should, of course, you can do whatever you want to. I said, but I think you should talk to both of them because um, you're going to, if you only talk to one, you're going to get upset if she doesn't do or she isn't this person who you think she is or whatever the case. But if you're talking to both of them, it's called interviewing. When you apply for a job, you don't just apply for one damn job and like, no, I'm just going to wait. Well, I guess some people maybe, but when I was applying for jobs, I didn't. I was constantly applying for a job because it, I, I was um, 
hoping for the one job that was going to fulfill my needs. And when I start back applying for jobs, you know, in a year or a couple of years or whenever I start back, I'm not just going to apply for one job. I'm going to apply for multiple. And then if I go on an interview or if I don't hear back from him, then it kind of allows me to make my decision. And that's what I was explaining to him. And I know for me, for years, I would meet guys and I'd basically marry them in my head. And I had to tell myself, Weena, stop that. First of all, I'm marriage material, but I'm not marriage material for every man. And the same thing, men are, there are a lot of men who are marriage material, but they're not marriage material for every woman. And so maybe I'm just different or maybe I'm weird. But when I told him that and I explained it to him, he was like, yeah, he was like, I can see that. He was like, you're right. You know, you don't I don't really know anything about either one of them. You know, you he's basically like most people. You're looking at physical attributes, but you don't know if you can get along with this woman. You don't know if she's nasty. You don't know if y'all are going to vibe. You know, you don't know if she like what you like, you know, vice versa. And so I said, I think you should talk to both of them. You should interview both of them and not sell either one of them any kind of dream or anything at all. And that's basically, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm doing. So if, what, whatever advice that I give, I try to live by my own advice. And when I don't and my friends call me out on it, I'm like, you're absolutely right. So in my current situation... Um, that's basically what the, what we're doing. You know, um, I'm not in a hurry to put some kind of title on it or, or define it. We're still getting to know each other. And, you know, there've been some days that we've talked to each other more than we have on other days, because one of the things that we acknowledged at the beginning is that we both have very, very, very hectic schedules. And so we will keep the line of communication open but just because we keep the line of communication open, I may not see him every day. I, I knew going into it that I wasn't going to be able to see him every day and vice versa. He knew he wasn't just because of my schedule and his schedule. I mean, <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing, actually, to talk to someone who is just as occupied as you are. So I don't have to worry about, you know, him blowing my phone up throughout the day and, and the same for him. Uh, if I'm thinking about him, I let him know, vice versa. If he's thinking about me, he lets me know. If he misses me or what have you, then 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 we have that conversation. Um, there have been times that we've made plans to do things, but again, because of our schedules, we weren't able, you know, to do those things. And we are open and honest with each other and communicate about those things. And so for me... The two men that I referenced that um, I had no problem submitting to, in the beginning, they did that. They made me want to, you know, listen to them and respect them. And then somewhere along the line, they got on some bullshit. I don't know if I met their representative and then eventually they couldn't hold up to the representative. I don't know what the case was, but... um, I <laughs> I can't stress it enough. I have no problem submitting, but I'm not going to submit to um, some bullshit. And on this particular topic, I would really love to hear from not just my female listeners, but from my male listeners, um, what quantifies 
a woman submitting to you? What 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 are you looking for when you want a woman to submit to you? Because like I said, with the, the current guy, when he told me that he wanted to ask me some questions about building a future with me, uh, one of the first things that I told him, oh, well, well, let me back up when he said building a future with me. And then he also said, you know, what, you know, he wanted to know my take on him being the head of the household. And I said, look, I don't need a daddy. I don't. I, 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 I was raised with my father. My my dad died five years ago. And um, so I'm I'm good in that area. What I need is somebody to coexist with. And so he says to me, he was funny as hell. He said, uh, I think, and it was the tone more so than anything. He said, um, I think you went off on the on the deep end there. Um, I'm not trying to be your daddy. And he said something else. I can't remember what it was. And so I said to him, I said, I like the way that you just basically told me to calm the fuck down in a nice way. He was like, exactly, because you're doing the most. And so when I say that <clears throat> I need a guy from an emotional standpoint, a guy who's emotionally available to me, he's going to understand that. He's going to understand, yes, I would love for a man to be nice to me, to spoil me, yada, 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 all of that. But more than anything, I need a man who understands me and is emotionally available to me and is not going to get in his feelings and upset because I say things or I talk out the side of my neck at times, you know. I need him to understand that that's just me. That's not me trying to be, you know, an asshole to him. I'm just a feisty-ass woman. But if he can get past that, then he can really understand the jewel in the gym that he has in a woman. So uh, I'm going to end on that note. And like I said, I want you all to share with me some of your experiences, you know, uh, where a guy has said you needed to submit or uh, for my guys, you know, women that you wanted to submit. What 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 are your what are your parameters? What are your stratification factors when you think of um, uh, submission? So until next time.